Humans have always been intrigued with the future. There is something in us that wants to know what is coming. When I have discussions with people about the authority and credibility of the Bible, I will often talk about the messianic prophecies made in the Old Testament. More than 300 prophecies about the future coming of the Messiah are found throughout the Old Testament. Hundreds of years in advance, prophets talked about where he would be born, the lineage he would come from, how he would die, and even where he would be buried. With incredible precision and accuracy, God foretold the future through these prophets. So when the Bible speaks about the future, there is good reason for us to pay attention. The Bible not only foretold the first coming of Jesus on earth, but it has a lot to say about his return and future events surrounding his return. As people living in the 21st century, what can we know about the future? What does the Bible say about the final chapters of human history? Well, the good news is that God has spoken and has revealed the key events that will take place in the future. Let's take a look at some of those significant events. Number 1. Jesus will rapture the church from the earth. Sometimes when we pick up our Bible, we think of it as individual books with chapters and verses. But it's helpful for us to occasionally remind ourselves that the 66 books of the Bible make up one book, and it is one story. It is God's story. Let's take just a few moments to get a big picture view of the story that God is writing. In Genesis chapters 1 and 2, God creates a perfect environment called the Garden of Eden. In Genesis chapter 3, sin enters the world and Adam and Eve are exiled from the Garden. That is followed by the rest of the Old Testament with all of the history of Israel and all of the ups and downs of them following God and then falling into rebellion and sin. In the Old Testament, we also have prophets who declare the truth of God and also point to a future day when God would provide a Messiah who would pay for their sin. When we get to the New Testament, Jesus comes to earth, born of a virgin, fully God and fully man, lives a perfect sinless life, and after 33 years dies on the cross. Three days later, he rises from the dead, and then after several appearances to over 500 witnesses, ascends back into heaven. Jesus' final words were a command to make disciples of all nations and a promise of his continued presence through the Holy Spirit. Then you come to the book of Acts and the event of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes to indwell all believers. Because of Israel's continued disobedience and rebellion, God temporarily sets them aside as his agent of blessing after they reject their king and Messiah, Jesus. It's somewhat like a coach who calls a timeout and takes a player who isn't playing well and puts them on the bench. They're not off the team. God will fulfill all the promises to Israel one day. They will play again. But for right now, they sit on the bench and the coach puts in a new player. Well, when you come to the book of Acts, the new player that God puts in is called the church. The church is a supernatural community of Jews and Gentiles who have been spiritually born again. Starting in the book of Acts, we have what is commonly referred to as the church age, and that is the age in God's plan we are now living in. The next event in the story that God is writing is called the rapture. Now, you won't find the word rapture in the Bible, but the truth and teaching is there. You also won't find the word trinity in the Bible, but it is a word that portrays a biblical reality of the triune Godhead. The same is true with the word rapture. The word simply means 
to snatch. And the idea is that Jesus will come and rapture, that is, snatch away, all believers living on the earth and take them to heaven. And the rapture could happen at any moment. This event is best described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13-18. through 18. It reads, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with a trumpet call of God.